All right, well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of The Brian Identity. I am your host, Sam, and we have with us... Let's start with Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. Uh, I am the GM of Dungeon Dive Bar, which is an actual play podcast that also takes place near uh, Numeria in the Echo Woods. It's a fun little triangle between Ustalov, Numeria, and the River Kingdoms. Now it's your responsibility to pick someone else. I have abdicated this role. <laughs> okay. I'll move on to uh, Zach. Hi there. Because I saw him about to take a drink of water. <laughs> hey there. Yes, I uh, uh, was certainly not trying to drink a drink of water. I'm Zach, the voice of Brixby Rentail on our other podcast. Maybe you haven't listened to that. Um, you should. You, you really, really should. Go do that after this not right now stay here jero uh hello i also was getting something to drink and <laughs> rushing to get it done because i knew i would get called on if you saw me doing it Continue. Uh, i am like I said jero and on our other podcast i play uh vargas junk punch the kellid uh artificer not uh, no, I just lied about my class. <laughs> the Kelidjiskin Artificer, which is different than an Artificer, which is not even a Pathfinder class, I don't think. That's a 5e it's class. It's not. It's a second edition class. <laughs> yeah, secretly Hello, he's been playing a second 5e edition. this whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. That's why that my stats are so, so bad compared to everybody explains else. explains why he can't die, because he always gets to make 48 death saves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Izzy. Hello, I'm Izzy. I play Kira on the other podcast, which we have mentioned a couple times, so hopefully I don't have to name. I live next to a train, and I am done talking now. So, Jeff, you, you should talk now because of how I am no longer doing that. There you go. We're going to leave all of that in. Yeah, um, leave it in. Leave it in. Cool. I'm very confident. Excellent. I am Jeff. I am the voice of Asher Halich on our other podcast, which is nobody going to call it Pot Against the Machine? No. Are we nope. all just going to call it? <laughs> We're going to make them guess. Cool, cool. I'm not um, on that show, so. so. So he's on like the other, other podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Back to Sam Prime. I thought I was done talking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, this is the inaugural episode of a fun side project that we've put together, which is called the name of which I already said, The Brian Identity. We're going to jump right in. We're going to start by going back in time from now to earlier today, to a darkened office somewhere in Numeria, possibly underground, probably just under a tarp, kind of leaned up against a hill. So it looks like it's underground. It's pretty dark in there. But not actually underground. Garrett Burwaddle, the scrapmaster of the Village of Torch, paces back and forth, his hands folded behind his back, in front of a cast of four shadowy, mysterious figures. He stops, and he turns around, and he smiles, and he says to them, I have received reports of alien activity centered on an apple orchard in the northern reaches of the Echo Wood. Now, 
I know what you're thinking. It's just some stupid Aslanti leftover crap. But I've been assured by my contact, unlike the last mission, there is no way this is leftover Aslanti crap. The locals have avoided this particular location for decades due to absurd rumors that it's haunted, probably spread by the aliens to keep gullible townsfolk away. The main thing you're going to be looking for happens a few nights in a row every Lamashan. My contact, Albert, tells me it happened last night, and that means it's going to happen again tonight. Round about midnight, there's going to be a big light show over this apple orchard. Space ship. Every year, Lamashan. Midnight, spaceship. No one's ever seen the ship. Of course, just the lights, but still. You've got your standard sounds like howling and merling, and you have unusual leaf activities. Do you know what makes leaves do weird things? Anyone? Uh, if one of the shadowy figures raises a hand with some really disturbingly long fingers and goes, uh, the wind? The wind does that, right, boss? Spaceships. And you know who has spaceships? Anyone? The Atlantic. The Technic League. Aliens. Obviously, it's not ghosts. There's no such thing as ghosts. It's aliens. Science. Deductive reasoning. Try to keep up. The aliens only come out at night, so they're probably from a planet that has no sun or something. So, could be they're like ice aliens or something. So if you want to hit them with like firebombs or whatever you do, that could be a good idea. Just make sure that you keep at least one pristine alien specimen for science. And to show all of my various enemies and naysayers that it's time to shut it up. Incidentally, legend has it that the ice knight aliens have hidden a great treasure in the woods. We're not sure if this is just nonsense the gullible townsfolk have made up to make themselves feel bad about being scared of the not even real ghosts, or if it's a trap that the aliens have set in order to lure in brave adventures like yourselves to your inevitable deaths, or if there's like a real treasure there, but obviously if there's a real treasure there I want it. And if it's a trick to lure you to your deaths, then it's all a moot point, isn't it? Hello. I have a question. Yes, 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 what? Should this point be, as you say, moot, and all of us sent to our deaths, will there be a compensation package for other interested parties? Sure. There will be 20 gold pieces for parties and party hats. Yeah, okay. This seems suspicious. I don't know what you're talking about. Sadly, my sense motive is a zero, so I'll have to deal with it. <laughs> well then, go forth. Members, brave agents of the Bureau of Research and Investigation of Aliens in Numeria, and find those aliens. I'll be, like, behind you, like, for when after the danger's gone, I'll come. The shortest one is going to look around the rest and go, uh, you guys get paid in chocolate coins last time too, or was that just a mistake on my end? 
You've received payment. Why, yes, I have copious human money from this employment. Oh, okay. Never mind. Let, let's, let's just head out. So I think now we're going to transition to the present, because that was all the past, of course, to a small clearing in the Echo Wood. My clearly human person is going to cast light on his fedora. So we find ourselves in a clearing at the head of a path in the aforementioned spooky Echo Wood. I'm going to cue up some spooky atmospheric music. And our team of four shadowy figures are no longer shadowy thanks to the glowing fedora. So before we get into our um, adventure proper, let's start with um, introducing the characters. Uh, and let's start with our um, local contact, Mr. Albert. So as you all walk into the forest, you see a very well-dressed gentleman, uh, robes, uh, reading a book. He has on a fancy monocle. Uh, and an aura of vitality seems to surround him in a hazy purple glow. And as he sees the light, he slams his book shut, stands up tall, adjusts his coat, his uh, collar, uh, with the soft tinkling of chainmail underneath. He says, oh, hello. You must all be the contacts. I am Albert. Pleasure to meet you. And he takes a low bow. May I have your names, please? I think uh, the first one to step up, because I feel like I might be the most gregarious out of this group, <laughs> is you see a you see a uh, halfling, probably looks like maybe early thirties, looks uh, vaguely like SNL alumni uh, Phil Hartman kind of, but. Little, his hands are kind of a little creepily long. He's got on a sports coat that is yellow and black houndstooth pattern. And underneath that, he has on a salmon button-down shirt with the top two buttons undone, a bright red belt, a pair of aqua uh, slacks, and a pair of white loafers with no socks. And he has a gray uh, felt trilby on his head with a bright pink band with a horned owl feather kind of tucked into it. And he steps up and smiles and holds out his hand for it. He goes, hey, nice to meet you, Al. My name is Halifax Fitzgerald Lingdon Third, But my friends just call me Hal Fling because you know, any kind of gestures to himself. You get it? It's kind of kind of a joke, halfling, halfling. Anyway, nice <laughs> to meet Al. Oh, I do love wordplay. A pleasure to meet you, Hal. He shakes your hand, and these are my uh, esteemed colleagues. Greetings. I am Skynet. And Skynet stands about five foot ten. Uh, he has uh, a robust mustache and brown hair that is poorly affixed to his shiny um, and slightly luminescent tattoo uh, laden 
um, skin. Uh, he is wearing a smart salmon-colored shirt under a green sweater with an orange tie showing. He grins oddly. You're a dashing fellow, aren't you? Very kind. Hello, I am Alexa. You may call me Alexa. Um, Alexa is uh, mostly human looking, um, save for a few features in particular, uh, her eyes, including like sclera, is that the word? Pupils and all that, everything is just black in there. It's, it's probably context though, because the youths these days uh, like to modify appearances. It also, to some, might appear that like the back of her skull is missing and perhaps replaced with a series of wires. But that's also makeup. Um, she's in the local theater troupe, so is at all times just trying to uh, really bring people into this world where sometimes people don't have heads. Your makeup skills are quite impressive, madam. I have access to a large wealth of makeup and other tutorial videos, if you're interested. I don't know what a video is. <laughs> Classic Alexa. And, uh... Dane, a scully, is about six foot seven and is wearing a black trench coat and a fashionable fedora uh, that definitely fits his clearly human and not elongated and gray-skinned head very well. Uh, and he definitely uh, is, is clearly very human. Well, I must say, I am simply delighted to have all of you here assisting me. Garrett has been very... Uh, not, not... What's the word? Energetic, that's the word, about this alien business. And I am very assured that he found people to assist me. Otherwise, he was sending me in alone. Yeah, Garrett, uh... He's a big guy, a little weird. You know, and he kind of leans forward. Between you and me, I... I'm not sure I really believe this whole alien thing, but, you know, there is some weird stuff going on, and Garrett, he's one of the few people around here that seems to notice it. He's a good guy. He truly is a modern renaissance man. Like the Aslanti once were. Except they're all dead. And now we find remnants of the civilization everywhere. A lovely time. Uh, as Albert gets closer, uh, you notice that his teeth are unusually pearly white, and his skin is creepily healthy. Hmm. Albert, you're looking very human today. Oh, thank you. I do try. I am one, after all. Same. So it's not very hard. Yes, we humans do look rather human today. Yes. This is particularly impressive, given as you have no need of my makeup tutorials or videos. I still don't know what a video is. I'm sorry. Is it like a book? I do like books. 
and he holds up a book, and it it's just called the Book of Magic. <laughs> very normal book name for a very normal group of humans and one halfling. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, books. I am familiar with these. In my past life, I used to collect them from other people who had books and sell them instead of those people. It was very lucrative, which is good. Yes, finances are important when it comes to literature. And humanness. I do enjoy a good kip, yes? Yeah, no. Everybody likes sleeping. Yes, I meant sleeping and not uh, a quick bite of food before supper. Oh, right, Kit. Yeah, no, I, uh, I know, uh, human terms, but we all do. Shall we move on, then? We have a limited window in order to explore, and as much as I'm enjoying getting to know all of you, if we want to be paid, we do need to find proof. What I gotta say is, Garrett better pay us in real gold this time, and not the kind he can bite through. I made him go to the Church of Abadar and get real money this time. Are you incapable of biting through currency? <laughs> well, it was not recommended that I do so, so I simply choose not to. As do we all, being humans and one halfling. Yes, absolutely. Well then, what are all of your abilities so that we can most effectively determine our marching order, as folks who do fieldwork say? I'm uh, kind of good with the sort of magic-y tricky type stuff uh i can hypnotize people i can make you scared i can make it hard for you to talk i can trick you into helping us just all kinds of wacky stuff oh that sounds delightful i have similar abilities to my diminutive companion as a entertainment human I have many skills that involve parlor tricks and mind reading. Oh, lovely. I too have a great selection of skills at my disposal, such as knowledge, other knowledge, more knowledge, and additional knowledges. Furthermore, I can play and sing several songs, unless they're not in my library, in which case you'll have to pay me for them. Lovely. I do enjoy knowledge, after all. And uh, Dane draws his longsword and says, I try not to use this, but I can. Uh, In truth, I'm more of an actor, and I can sweet-talk my way out of things, as we humans say. But that is handy. Well, onwards we go. Incredibly well-rounded party. I, I just don't know if the front line is big enough for all of us. No, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. I have a decent AC. I can just jump in front there and go get him, Tiger. I just think it's so strange that Yay. you all chose such a well-formulated classic party. Just, you know, mm-hmm. human, 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 halfling, human. Yeah, the classic two oracles, two mesmerists, and a yeah. bard. You know, that... Uh, Party makeup that you've seen a hundred times. Those are all out of the core rulebook, I think. I'm a psychic now. For what it's worth, there's variety. Don't worry, everybody. We don't have two duplicate parties or two duplicate Oh, that's classes. right. I forgot you switched. Yeah. That's fine. 
Okay, so I'm going to put Alexa in front. Something, something, knowledge is power. They say that right in the song or something, or in the book, on a TV, somewhere it's said. Uh, I think if you go in front before you do, Hal goes, uh, hey, uh, Lexi, come here for a second. And he... I'm sorry, were you speaking to me? My name is Alexa. Yeah, right, uh, Lexi, come here. Okay, so... You seem to have messed it up again. I want you to look at me for a second, and he is going to just kind of stare into your eyes for a little bit, and you feel something kind of weird... And he goes, okay, we're good. And he shoots his finger guns. I have no weapons to draw, but I appreciate your hostility. Uh, just, yeah. Take off, I guess. Here we go. Whee. Just gonna move down here. Can I just, I'm gonna walk to the end of these trees and do a perception. Oh, wait, before we move on, would oh, everyone like to make a toast? Yes. And he pulls out a wineskin and drops a single grape into the wineskin. Thank you. And passes it around to everybody. <laughs> is is this tears to wine? It's tears to wine. Ah, thank you. So good. What is that? My f- my favorite support <laughs> spell in all of Pathfinder. <laughs> For the next fifty minutes, everyone gets a plus two enhancement bonus to all wisdom and intelligence based checks. Nice. What makes it so good is this enhancement, which is not a bonus for anything, at least not for skill checks. Uh, Skyned um, takes a, a deep sip, and uh, it all pours out of the uh, <laughs> very open throat uh, situation he has going on, a la another robotic killing machine uh, from some cinematic franchise we will not name, um, and turns back just it's spilling down his clothing. Refreshing. Thank you. You're quite welcome. And Dane will hold his sword out uh, with one hand and then take the wineskin with two other hands to his face. And he doesn't really have a whole, like, lip situation, per se. So it just kind of rolls somewhat down his (laughs) chin. But but a lot of it goes in his mouth. And he just nods to Skynet and says, Yes, a good vintage. And then hands it to Lexo. Lex Luthor. That's the one. Hello, my name is Alexa. Yes. No big deal. Here you are, Lexi. Alexa will take the wineskin Um and ring it mostly normally. She's watched a lot of Amazon music videos on that. I don't know if I can say that, so we're going to say Am- Amozen uh, videos. A jungle videos. Um, <laughs> just the, the uh, general Nile area. Um, and then hand it to Hal. Wonderful. Human sustenance is important. Perhaps for halflings as well. How goes... Thanks, thanks. And he tips his hat to him, and he does for half a second. Uh, he shrinks about three inches, and his head grows about twice as big, and he turns gray. But it happens so quick, like you blink and you miss it. And then puts the hat back on and takes a big, long draw of the wine. It goes, mm, that's some good stuff. Thanks for that, Al. And he tosses the uh, wine skin back to him. You're very welcome. 
and he tucks it back into one of the many folds of his his clothes. Let us wait 51 minutes and then proceed. <laughs> As of course. That all right, uh, I'm going to roll down this little avenue of trees here. I'm going to stop right here and make a perception check for this clearing Sounds area. Sounds reasonable. Okay, well, we're off to a single-digit start. That's a seven plus a... What is this perception? Seven. <laughs> oh, I didn't care what? for that. <laughs> Nothing. Fourteen. Uh, with a fourteen, I, the woods are oddly thick. You know, it's the trees are so close together. It's... It's almost like you're being sort of railroaded in one direction or something weird, but um, yeah, they're thicker than yogurt, really. It had to. Jeff did it. Um, Didn't have Jeff to. Jeff did it. Lie. There's the sounds of uh, owls in the air, and some of the trees are just starting to lose their leaves as it is Lamashan, which, as we all know, is the spooky season. So leaves turn colors and fall down. Um, Alex will stop and hold up a hand without turning around. I have identified several trees. These trees appear to be very, very thick. Some might say... No one. No one's going to say it. I will not be bullied into this. There's a lot of trees. Alexa lets you all know. Thicker than what? I had the intrusive thought to make Sam have a bad time. I'm going to do it. Uh, that is a 32. What kind of trees are these? Um, it's largely <laughs> cherry trees, uh, so they have like a nice shaggy bark. Um, you see some striped maples, um, and that's why really they're wrapped in so dense, because they all kind of sprung up out of the same root clusters. Um, don't come at me for trees, man. I got trees for days. <laughs> you and an arborist <laughs> walk into a conversation, and they talk about trees for 10 hours straight. <laughs> Heaven forbid we find a mushroom out here. Oh, this podcast will never end. Uh, but, you know, I do like everything a good seems safe. I take a sample of the bark. It smells woody. A bit spicy. It's louder than its bite. <laughs> yes. A local joke. Very funny. Yes. I love human sayings of my fellow humans progress, and I will also do a perception check for things with a 14 on the die for a 25. And as he looks around, his monocle shines weirdly as though it's fixated on his face and something is possessing it. That's fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he doesn't see much of anything that seems all that interesting, but I think something seems a little bit strange sort of to the the north west there as the path curves up to the north. It's just something just seems a little bit off. Maybe the branches are sort of sagging under some kind of weight. It's hard to say. Hmm. The weight of those active cultures. <laughs> Fascinating. Well, nothing to be suspicious about. Nature is wonderful, after all. Uh, I think you say that, and uh, Alexa doesn't say anything, but you hear the faint sounds of, like, uh, nature white noise just begin to emanate from the back of the head. <laughs> I thought- Did you say, play nature sounds? Wait, I thought you were the bard. 
As previously mentioned, I have access to a great many skills, including, but not limited to, playing sounds sometimes, often when least expected. Oh. Okay, then. You're welcome. I do appreciate a good sound. The cluster of no one wants to be attacked first. As we uh, progress north, I'm just going to need everyone to pause for a second and um, bounce me a D100. Uh, we'll start with Alexis, and she's right up front. Okay, well, I don't have any D100 ready, so we're going to do this. Roll one D100. Seventy. Okay, so I'm gonna need a reflex save from everybody but um, Skynet and Halfling as an enormous 18-foot-wide pumpkin falls out of the trees and starts rolling downhill uh, through all of you. So, uh, reflex saves. Ooh, natural 19 for a 26. Is this the sound of a rolling pumpkin? The sound of Scooby-Doo running away. It is also yeah, that's, that's, the that's same the, uh, sound gang. effect as Scooby-Doo running away. It's a good sound effect. It's got a total of a 19 for uh, Dan. Alright, so you all saved. Managed to jump at least partially out of the way. Uh, so you'll take half of 12 damage. So 6 damage each, unless you have evasion. No... Just uncanny dodge. It's uncanny. That enormous pumpkin rolled way downhill and disappeared into the darkness up ahead. I do hope the trees are okay. Were any of you squashed? I believe that was a gourd, not a squash. Regardless, if you so wish, and he reaches into his coat sleeve and pulls out a gnarled uh, stick, I can provide temporary and rather permanent aid, actually. And he's holding a wand of cure light wounds. Uh, yes. Uh, aid for humans who are injured by rolling gourds. Yes. Is that not what you are? I am that. However... I'm fine. If you insist. And he I, poops himself and heals four points. Wouldn't be opposed. Five points, actually, because of a secret trait. You have another of those charges for a fellow human. I most certainly do. Boop. And you get healed eight points. I have never felt more alive and... Capable. Well, that is why I'm here, to keep you all alive and to learn. Knowledge is power, you see. It's half the battle as well. Is this a flavor flower? Can I look sure, at it? you can look at that flower. I like the Rafflesia. It's a vile bloom. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a Pokemon. It, it pops up and hits you all with poison gas. Uh, I'll only believe it if it shouts its own name. It's actually had silence cast upon. I think Vileplume just screams. I don't think it actually says its name in the anime. You said, yeah, this is Flavor Flower. Yeah, we can it's safely. Just a flavor flower. It's delicious, though. Oh, FF. Great. Yeah, what Albert. flavor is the Flavor Flower? Uh, yes. Uh, is this a common occurrence, the large pumpkin? Well, 
uh, we are in the Echo Woods, and there are druids in the area, so it's possible. They are known to create fantastic organic items. Uh, in addition, there are magic pumpkins that you can actually live in. It's called the Gord Home. It's a fascinating item, really. You plant it in the ground, and then you speak the command word, and he just starts rambling about this magic item as he's walking. Oh, and Skynet's very interested. Ned. It's Ned. is very interested. Skynet is incredibly interested. Sorry. You see, and, and then you can just pick it up and give it a little shake and possibly kill someone. I find oh, that... Oh, we're in the clearing. Enjoyable. A perk. Uh, as you uh, come to the end of this long, impossibly straight segment of trail in the woods... Uh, you come to a three-way intersection. Um, in, directly in front of you sits a huge pumpkin smashed into some very dense trees. Um, there's pumpkin seeds everywhere. It's just a horrible mess. Um, there's, of course, back the way you came. And then to the right, it looks like the trees kind of gray and thin out a bit. And to the left, uh, there appears to be more forest. And right at the edges of your dark vision... I, like maybe a big owl just sitting there. Kind of weird. Is that to the that west? Is? Yeah, that's to the west. Hmm. That's suspicious. Uh, Dane just wants to take a quick peek at the smashed, the smashing pumpkins. Look for any signs of Billy Corgan or you know anything weird. All right. Yeah, I'd also like to like, poke around that pumpkin area. Yeah, I'd like to collect some seeds. <laughs> it's a natural 20 on the Miami Dice for a 29. Definitely looks like this was not a naturally grown pumpkin. If this was entered in any sort of largest produce contest, the person who entered it was definitely a cheater. And it's filled with you know oversized pumpkin seeds that seem strange, perhaps otherworldly in origin. Unlike us. Uh, is there a knowledge check I can do on these pumpkin seeds as well? Or was that the result of the knowledge check? You could roll a uh, knowledge nature. Two on the die for an 18. <laughs> um, with an 18, uh, yeah, this does not appear to be a natural pumpkin. This appears to be a pumpkin that has been engineered by some sort of produce engineer. Is it? Does a 19 tell us who the produce engineer is? Or perhaps a 24. I'm afraid you're all passing the check. It's all the same information. Well, the only reasonable thing to do would be to plant these oversized pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. and then yep. just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. At least 47 more minutes for them to grow. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> go check out that giant owl. That sounds fun. Yeah, any uh, any of you guys see the big uh, bird over there? Yes, I was going to address it after the pumpkin, which is immediately in front of me, as is the logical course of action. You know, uh, I got a buddy once, uh, some rednecks uh, were shooting at him, and uh, they they later on they thought he was an owl. It was real funny story, but maybe that's him. So let's go see. Certainly. Oh Hank, he calls that to the owl. And the 
owl, which you could see here is um, it's nearly as big as the pumpkin. It's just sitting there, looking at you with its owly gaze. It cocks its head to the side and the sort of weird robotic motions that owls have. It's blocking most of the path. It's just an owl, a huge one. Yeah. The other way then, to through the gray trees, clearly we can't go through here. No, not yet. I've switched accents one moment. And he twitches a little. It's like, oh, there we are. Hello. Is there anything we can roll on this owl, Sam? A knowledge check on the owl would be knowledge arcana. Okay, a lot better this time than a two on die. Uh, 29. With a 29, uh, this is indeed a giant owl. A huge magical beast that sits in silent gracefulness and wisdom despite its considerable size. And with a 29, you can ask three questions on the giant owl. Question one. Um, does it, can it speak and comprehend language? And if so, what languages? It can't speak. It can understand languages. Um, it uh, understands Sylvan. And it can communicate via telepathy, but mostly with animals. Okay. Uh, special uh, defense. Special defenses. Um, it has a sort of insightful senses where it's extremely wise when anticipating danger. It's a bonus to initiative checks, and it can also, three times per day, as a swift action, give itself the effects of true seeing for one round. Oh. And then. Hmm. Special abilities. Now, the aforementioned animal telepathy. It can speak with, and some say command, other animals psychically okay. at a distance of 30 feet. Okay. Uh, Skynet got a 31 on that. Can I ask a couple additional questions? Uh, yeah, you can indeed. Uh, Alright, so what do we have for special attacks? Uh, it's just got your standard claw claw. Excellent. And uh, what is their general alignment predisposition? Lawful neutral In. as a magic beast. Interesting. Uh, anything else anyone wants to know, gang? Uh, I also got a 27 if we want to ask a few more questions that people think of after <laughs> he's done. So many questions. For, like, the most simple character. <laughs> 24 if we need more and more questions. But I don't have any further, so... We're just going to spend get the next hour and a half studying this out. <laughs> we all turn into ornithologists for, uh, for the day. Spend the next 48 oh. minutes staring at the owl as the owl stares back. Uh, well, it's, so... Turns out that is not my buddy Hank. Uh, so, if no one else wants to do anything with the owl, we can probably uh, head on and find this uh, spooky spaceship thing, right? Yes. Let us do that. I'm gonna shimmy on past the owl then. Here we go. I'm shimmying over here. Sneaking by the owl. Well, not, not sneaking. I'm shimmying. Through its space, though? Oh, that's uh, 
seems pretty me? aggressive. Yeah, it occupies that whole three by three. Well, she could go like right here. Oh yeah, the hard she corner. Take the hard yeah. corner. Oh, this owl is rolling a sense motive. Gets a twenty. <laughs> Does it sense aggression? Uh, no, I'm just gonna walk past the owl. Um, I can play the owl's favorite song. You know, where the owl is capable of. It's turned around. I think they like to listen to The Who. Maybe Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't know, man. I was going to say, that's a joke I was going to Owl songs. (laughs) I going to say, his favorite artist is Darius Rucker. (laughs) I mean, I thought we already established because of Smashing Pumpkins right there. It's true. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have a big enough. Uh, zebra stripe cowboy hat to be Billy Corgan, although it's You're right. otherwise terrifying in a similar, otherworldly way. So I will also shimmy past. I have no hostility for this owl. Uh, do we have a preference in direction, gang? Well, we'll ask uh, that in as the good book says. Do we have a preference in Nethys direction. says always go south. I'm not familiar with that book, actually. How much would it sell for? <laughs> the Book of Magic? Why, the holy text of Nethys is probably free. Knowledge is one of his most important tenets. And the sharing of it is part of his doctrine. Might I recommend it be free with a subscription? <laughs> well, it's free to church members, so if you call being a part of the church a subscription model, in a way. Um, we'll keep heading down here. As you head south, uh, meandering through some narrower passages, um, the owl totally just lets you go. It's just an owl. It's just hanging out. <laughs> um, see that the path will curve around uh, to the south and then go back up north again to another line of mysteriously dense trees. It's almost like this whole thing is on rails of some kind. Albert. Yes. What what do we do if south is blocked by trees? Do we force our way through? No, no, that would be disrespectful to nature. You simply choose another direction. Oh, I thought you said to always go south. When it's available. Oh. Now, if I were a different follower of Nethys, I would say burn your way through makes sense to me but I am not one who is so prone to such wanton acts of destruction I follow the lighter side of the magics of the broken god sounds kind of boring you say boring I say enlightening and he smiles at you again and it's time instead of his teeth being creepily white his eyes are sparkling, kind of anime, like, <laughs> anime sparkles. But mi- picture anime sparkles mixed with Steven Universe's star eyes. That's what's happening right now. And it looks much more unsettling when they're combined like that. And he just smiles back like, yeah, okay. <laughs> As you come south uh, around this final corner and find your way into a circular clearing uh, in the denser trees you're in what appears to be an apple orchard it's a gently sloping um, clearing everything kind of rolls downward into a 
a 15 by 15 pool at the center where there's calm, reflective water. It's probably fed from a string underground. And there are apples floating in the water that look like they were overripe and fell from the trees. And down at the bottom of that pool, you can see by the soft glow of a magically illuminated fedora, appears to be a chest of some kind. Oh my, a, a chest in the suspiciously uniform lake. Garrett said he wanted the treasure. Who amongst us can swim? Can any of you swim? I cannot. No, my cousin, Aquaned, does quite well. He also will hold a hairstyle just fine. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, these are $200 alligator skin loafers. I am not going in that water. How? Would you be interested in seeing lower prices for the same shoes? You know, get back to me with that after Garrett paces. Scheduling. Get back to me with that. How deep does this pool appear to be? Oh, it looks like it's probably about ten feet deep. Well, I mean, Dane could could do it. He has a flat zero swim. I got a negative two. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, but it, you're the strongest of us. <laughs> and... And carrying a certain weight of gear, you can just sink right to the bottom. It would just be the lifting it up and getting out part. Uh, before uh, going into the pool, uh, just a perception to see if anything other than apples may be bursting out of this underground stream to devour us. Ooh, natural three. Uh, Twelve total. Any... Uh, Anything look amiss? Just looks like a bunch of misshapen red apples uh, floating in the liquid. But I think as you get closer to it, you do notice that the water's kind of warm. Warmer than the air, certainly. Oh, pleasant. Uh, He will take off his illuminated fedora. Revealing his decidedly long head and just not say anything about it and just kind of walk trench coat still on forward into the pool to just sink to the bottom. (laughs) You know, don't anybody say anything to him about it, but he should probably get that thing looked at. I can recommend a good doctor. Finding doctors in the area. Alexa, cancel that request. <laughs> cancel. Stopped? Whatever she says. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> well, while he's sunken, um, do any of you like pears? Pears of what? The, the fruit. And he produces from his uh, knapsack a pear. Yes, but where's the other one? He pulls out a second one. Ah, pleasant. <laughs> I know we're in an apple orchard, but I do so enjoy a fine pear, especially in the starlight. Would you care to sample one? Yes. And uh, hands straight down at his sides. He just pistons his body forward, opening his mouth, and just bites it out of the hand. 
does not straighten back up and continues to just bite, kind of horse-like for a little while. Pleasant. Would you like to hear a joke about pears? I do like jokes. <clears throat> Hang on. Where do fruits go on vacation? Where do fruits go on vacation? Pear is... <laughs> nice one. Where is Paris? It's, I've never heard of that location. It's the, the city with the, the, the big metal thing, you know, the, the place. I believe, Absalom? I believe it's in Galt. Oh, one of those Galton cities. Yes, they do strange things in Galt. Very, very, very strange place. Lots of beheadings. Yeah, no, I, I think I remember hearing that that, that uh, Paris place. Yeah, no, they they cut your head off all the time there. Yes. Had a whole big thing about it once. I have a cousin that works as a guillotine there. Nice job. I mean, executioner. Anywho, he should be coming back soon. Him. Yes, I hope he did not drown. Meanwhile, Dane's been under the water for <laughs> 20 talking minutes. for like five minutes. <laughs> he's just, fine. He's just floating face down on the he's surface. He's just bobbing for apples. <laughs> oh, look, he's back up with the apples. No, uh... Not the chest, though. <laughs> Oops. If, uh... Dane goes to try and pull the chest out off the bottom of the pool, is it seem to come free or it does indeed because everything's lighter underwater so it's not no problem picking up the thing i mean you have the weird like suction water resistance but with an arm or two or three or four dane should be able to to get it off the ground yeah he can just propel himself up with two arms while holding the chest with the other two (laughs) and uh just kind of as he crests out of the pool, just kind of push it out onto the shore so he doesn't have to really carry it too much. And then just get up and pick up his dry hat and put it back on his head. Well, that was... Are you okay there? We were down an awfully long time. Yes, it was pleasant and warm. I'm glad it wasn't uncomfortably warm. I've heard there's a lot of pools in the Echo Wood that are uncomfortably warm. I like my water like I like my goo. Warm. <laughs> so, uh, anybody uh, calling dibs on this thing? or? I'm going to do a detect magic on it. You should probably do that, too. Actually, if you're doing it, I don't need to. I will not. Do I detect any magics? You do not detect any magic on the chest. What about me? You do. <laughs> do I detect magic? No. No magic uh, in the chest. Uh, uh. Does anyone have a set of lock picks and the ability to pick locks? I have a protocol to enter this box if no one else has the skill. I'm uh, pretty good with my hands. Got maybe, I'd say, if I had to put a numerical value to it, maybe a plus five, but I don't have any kind of tools. That will put you Searching. at a disadvantage. That it would. Regardless, it appears you should proceed, and then I will aid you, if needed. Is it locked? It does appear to be locked. We haven't even checked. 
Okay. I won't make you roll for that. So do you aid? Uh, no, I'm not going to be able to aid you skill-wise. Oh, you can't aid skill -wise. Oh, that's right, because it's a lot. Yeah, it's not the yeah. right kind of skill. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, I got another yeah. thing. So he is, without any sort of thieves' tools, going to attempt to <laughs> pick this lock. However the heck that works. Uh, it's just a minus one. So that is a nine on the die for a 14 with the minus one would be a 13. So that probably does not get through so it. <laughs> oh, it's, I think it's a negative two, isn't it? It's a one or a two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Sadly, it wasn't close enough. It's either a 13 or a 12. With a picking up a twig <laughs> off the ground, maybe, and just sort of shoving it in the, the rusty padlock. It just doesn't... Whittle it down. He, um... So Skynet will reach into one of his uh, pouches uh, beneath his smart green sweater, producing a small, like, heft of wood and, and hands it to Hal. I believe you can also use this. Uh, it's a wand of knock. It's on both of our spell lists. So. Yeah. It's got three charges. And I do not need UMD because it's on my spell list, right? Yee. Okay, yeah, so he is going to go. Thank you, Ned. And he is going to take it and tap it onto the lid of the chest and cast knock. All right, so that is a caster level check plus 10 again. And since it's a level 2 spell, caster level is 3. So it'll be uh, uh, the 13 plus whatever you roll. Yeah. Uh, that is a 16 on the die. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So a total of 29. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty sure I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> the rusty old lock pops open. Uh, so, yeah. So he flips the lid of this chest up. He starts to... Uh, stick the wand in his pocket, realizes everyone is looking at him, and hands it back to Ned. And Thank what you. do we see inside? <laughs> Flipping open the chest that was at the bottom of the oddly warm pool and the oddly square of the oddly warm, oddly square pool in the odd clearing with odd apple trees in the odd part of the Ego Wood, which is, of course, odd in and of itself. You see something even a gray lump sitting at the bottom of the chest oh what is this the owl buried its droppings <laughs> is this that goo you mentioned mm. doesn't look like any flavors I have tried searching flavor goo Apple, pear, cranberry, egg, vegan, egg, bacon. Someone please stop no. me. No, no, no. no. Bacon. This is the <laughs> remainder of the podcast. <laughs> I like that egg and vegan egg are separate flavors, even though functionally they should taste the same. Should. For some discussion. So, uh, is there a knowledge, flavor goo? Knowledge gray? Yeah, what would be the uh, check for this? Arcana again? Examine the gray lump? Yes, yes, I will examine the lump. It's sat alone in a buggy How marsh. will you be doing this examination? First, a visual examination. 
it. He, uh, Albert will adjust his monocle and stare at it intently. It appears to be gray. Approximately five inches in length, by two and a half inches in width, and rounded. There are, at odd, pot, odd spots, divots in its surface. Well, it's... Uh, I will take one of the sticks off the ground and prod it. It moves slightly when you prod it. Appears to weigh a couple pounds. It's solid. Has it triggered any olfactory? It do- does not things. appear to have a smell of any sort. Uh, Alexa will turn to uh, Skynet. Perhaps you should consume this as well, fellow human. Why, yes. I. And Skynet just immediately starts leaning forward into the box, stops for a moment, and then just perhaps a tactile engagement and reaches down to grab the gray thing. Upon grabbing the gray thing in the box, you reach a startling realization. What you have in your hand is a rock. (laughs) Dun dun dun. It appears we have found Garrett's treasure. Behold, a mineral. (gasps) A mineral! And at that moment, the clock strikes midnight. There's a clock. I don't know where it came from. Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Wait, an alarm sound. goes off. Probably coming got a up. wristwatch on too. <laughs> that one iOS noise. <laughs> and boop boop. A strange wind kicks up, and these leaves li- lift up off the ground, and some of the apples lift up off the ground as well, and start swirling around. And from one of the apple trees, a humanoid skeleton rises up. And starts floating in the air and hanging there in front of you. And it's a skeleton. And it's surrounded by flying leaves. And I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Oh, oh. boy. Aww. Aww. He's adorable. Adorable. Yeah, he has no business being that cute. It's a very cute skeleton. Yeah, this will be fine. I normally get real excited for the combat parts, but this is, uh... <gasps> I got a unicorn. Let me let me know when you're ready for my number. Ah, uh, go for oh, it. Oh man. Twenty-eight. Wow. And how about Alexa? Uh would also like to say I rolled a twenty. Well, I don't actually know if other Sam rolled a twenty. I rolled a twenty. That was um, an eleven. Plus six. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. I'm thoroughly shamed. Uh I take it back. Powerless Prophecy gives a free plus four insight bonus to initiative. What was Alexa's total? Uh, 26. Very, very slow. How about Skynet? Skynet is at a 10. A respectable 10. And Hal Fling? Hal got a 17. And how about the mysterious four-armed man? Dane Ascully got... A total of a five. Right where you'd want the bard to be. Nice. Indeed. At the bottom. Sort descending, and that puts Albert up first, as you have an adorable skeleton 
surrounded by leaves, flying above a tree just a little ways away. I would like to knowledge check the Skeleman. That would be a knowledge religion. That is a 31. Nah, that doesn't do it. <laughs> uh, yes, with the okay. 31, you are looking at an autumn death. Ooh. So, legends say the first autumn death was created from the skeleton of someone hopelessly lost in the forest. The despair at the point of death, combined with ambient arcane powers from dragons or fae, enervated the remains to a wandering terror. So we're fighting a Stalfos, for all my Zelda friends out there. Um, how many additional facts do I get? What was your total roll? 31. That is absurd. I have a plus 16 to every knowledge. I think you only get two, though. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, yeah, CR plus 15, plus 5 over... Yeah, okay. Uh, defensive abilities. Defensive abilities. Due to the fact that the leaves are constantly flying around this undead creature, he has constant concealment. In addition, oh. he has normal undead traits of immunity to mind affecting and sleep and such things. He is also immune to acid and cold. Okay. Uh, special attacks. Oh, this special attack is fun. Uh, the As a standard action, the Autumn Death can use a storm of leaves, summoning a violent storm surrounding itself to a 30-foot radius, causing leaves to slice out at any living enemy within the area. Uh, and uh, just just for a sense motive vibe check thing, does this thing look like it's going to attack us for disturbing this rock? Uh, 18. I just want to see if it's like actually, if it's just like kind of like at a defense, or if it's actually trying to kill us. Um, it looks like this is kind of a coincidence because it is midnight, and midnight is when this thing starts whipping things around. Okay. So it's going to try to kill us, then. That seems like a safe assumption. Uh, Albert will look at every go, prepare for combat! And his head will unnaturally twist 90 degrees as his eyes glow golden like a iris like a black corona surrounds his eyes and he just stares at the at the autumn death and goes Feeborn! and it's on fire I need you to make me a fortitude save a fortitude save as I have used starburn which causes one creature in 30 feet to burn like a star. Now, um, can this affect creatures? Can this affect objects? Because it's a fortitude um, save, weirdness, undead. It doesn't say it can't. It lets me set things on fire and make them glow. It doesn't have any conditionals like must target a creature. Well, it says, as a standard action, shaman causes one creature within 30 feet to burn like a star. Okay. I mean, that makes sense that there's not really anything about being dead that would prevent it from burning. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm effectively forcing nuclear fusion in it by making it burn like a star. That's fun. Well, um, it got a 24 on the fort save. So, you pass, which means you do not glow, 
but you only have the damage. Okay. So you will only take 1d6, which I will use my bullet die on. Guys, the bullet die landed on the back of the casing. <laughs> Impressive. So I'm going to call that a crack die and roll again. That feels like it. I rolled it out 20. of my box, but it landed on my table for a 5. Although technically I do have to roll 2d6. I got a 6, so you take 5 damage. 5 damage. Alright, and it... 5 fire damage. Yeah, it looks like the fire works pretty well uh, on this fella. And then, that has a recharge of 4 rounds. Alright, yeah, that looks like maybe it did a little bit more than you thought it would. As some of the leaves around him catch on fire. And, uh... As soon as he shouted that, and it's the fire sh uh, erupted around the skeleton, his head snaps back into position, and he just looks like, "Oh, it happened again, didn't it?" And that's his whole turn because I can't actually move anymore uh, because of my curse. Staggered. I am staggered for the entire first round of combat. All right, and that brings us to Alexa. All right, let's see what happens. Um. This is the leaf guy down here. Am I looking at it? Great. And that is how far away? Cool. All right, I'm going to try and cast a spell, everyone. So, you know, if you need to use the restroom or get some more water, this is probably the time to do it. Um, Alexa will have seen this uh, occurrence from their new friend. Um, takes it in stride. Uh, and then um, holds out a hand and sort of does like a, what might be in other worlds called kind of like a phone sort of situation or hang loose um, and, and mutter something into it you can't quite hear. Uh, and, and from the ground in front of her erupts a very small um, vehicle that is painted blue. Uh, with like kind of a smiley face symbol on the side. Um, someone steps from the back of this vehicle and hands her a package, and from that package bursts forth a spiked chain. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, as she casts Barb Chains. It, ooh, uh, no? Something about that. Isn't that, uh, isn't that mind affecting? Isn't an emotion uh, fear mind affecting? I don't have yes. it on my list. So. That means it's it immune is. to it. Yeah, just giving you a heads up on that. Even one. physical damage? I mean, well, then I won't do it. That's that's. Yeah, it's just so we're gonna cut all of that completely out. Completely immune. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, the anything. only downside to that spell, which is otherwise real sick. And instead, she will look at I don't know whoever's next to her, uh, Howl, and cast bless. Hey, everybody gets a we bless. We all get it. Cool. Do I need to roll something for that, nope. or is everyone yeah, just blessed? Just all get us. Okay. That's going to be my turn. All right. Uh, Hal is going to ask the GM a question. It's probably going to end with make a religion roll to know this. Does this thing need... Does this thing see? <laughs> um, probably, yeah. It's got eye sockets. Would that be a religion check to see if it sees? I mean, if you're talking like a... Blindness, deafness, sort of thing, and that's um, the Ford. Oh, is that a sport? That's save the Ford save stuff that's not going to affect undead. Yeah. This, oh, it is a sport save. Dang it! I was thinking I had one. I was going to say I. Fight. Yeah, I had. I was looking through my things and I'm like, 
Mind affecting, mind affecting, fort save, mind affecting, and then blindness, deafness. It didn't have the fort save at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, this one's good. But no, it is fort negates. Uh, so he's actually worry, just going guys. to... Uh, be able to yep, deal damage next turn. Is he at plus one BAB? Yeah, uh, you should uh, be. Yeah, so he is. He's uh, got three and a half BAB. Uh, so he is going to as, step forward, and as he does, he is going to draw this uh, weird-looking little spear thing that he has, and it's a small-sized spear, but on the opposite end of the blade, there's like a big brass knob. And he draws that as he steps up to this thing, and he swings at it with the knob end. Ooh. That is a... That is... Ugh. Uh, 13 to hit. <laughs> the joys of a double weapon. Yeah, 13 will not do it. Did you add... Yeah, I have Bless on. I put it on on Hero Lab. I have an ability to help you hit better next turn. It's just going to be a little bit, because i got to do some something funny. Uh, so that'll be Hal's turn, then. Alright, um, and... Let's see, since you're standing in front of this thing, it's just going to reach out and touch you. Yeah. Um, is that 18 versus touch? Uh, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, that hits, because it's a standard action, it's not a reaction. Right. So yes, that hits. Alright, Vampiric Touch. Ooh. That's a 17 damage as it sucks some life out of you. And it... My numbers! Seems to, you know, help itself with that as if it's getting temporarily little of your life transferred into it. Ow. And, um... It's gonna just move back a little bit doesn't want to be up in close quarters. And then it's Skynet's turn. Um, well, coming in on initiative 10, Skynet, who is a haunt, as everyone knows, um, is just going to... Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to roll a religion first. Uh, 16 on the die for a 30. All right, you also got two questions on this wonderful creature. Um, here's, here's a goofy one, Sam. Uh, what language does it speak? Does it speak... Any languages? Let's see. Common. Sick. All right. Um. Let's see. Uh, we. Sam, you asked what special defenses, and what else? What did you ask already? Special defenses and special attacks. All right. And we got the standard undead traits, and it had the concealment you didn't roll but you missed anyway so it didn't matter all right excellent and then and then it had the whirlwind where it did uh the radius swirling leaf wind attack in a 30 foot radius totally and it also seems to be vulnerable to fire or something uh all right so can this thing cast spells and if so what um it has a number of spell-like abilities you saw one of them vampiric touch um it can also do I just give you all of them? It can detect good. It can cast mage armor. Uh, but it also has a ray of enfeeblement. It can cast bleed, acid arrow, innervation, and waves of Ooh. fatigue. Alright. 
Um, excellent. Thank you. Okay. So Skynet the, is going to, I keep not intentionally doing that, is going to take a five, ten step just a little bit closer to this autumn situation and placing his fingers to the side of his head, Dr. X style. He's going to spend two points from his phrenic pool to activate his will of the dead um, psychic phrenic situation, which allows me to cast mind affecting on undead creatures. So nice. he's then going to point out um, and in a very even voice say, go back to what you were doing. Leave us alone. Allow us to conduct our business here unharmed. And I need you to roll me a well save. Alright. It's a pretty willful little corpse here. Seven on die for a total of 15. Fail. You have been suggested to chill. Wow. <laughs> How long does that last? Hours per level. Wow. Very nice. Nice. If we had Sky Medals in this game, we might get a Sky Skyned would deserve one, indeed. It is in the name. They're Sky Nettles. But <laughs> Sky Nettles. <laughs> oh, they're so, so sharp. No, um, but yeah, no, that is, uh, I'm really, really glad that that came, in, came into use, because I don't have Wouldn't a bunch of those. Wouldn't the Sky Nettle just be shrapnel? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so that's his turn. Um, and I guess actually free action, you'll say, I have instructed it to leave us alone. Please hold. That takes us to Dana Scully. Yeah, uh, Dane was going to start inspiring his fellows, but seeing as though Skynet has told us to hold off and has placated the thing, he's just going to delay, which he's at the bottom of the order, so I guess it means he does nothing. You could do a funny jig. Standard action dance. Full round dance. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to roll a perception. Natural one for a 12. So Albert doesn't see much else happening in here other than the skeleton who is now chilling. Yeah, it looks like... I mean, he's got the leaves flying all around him still and like those weird lumpy apples. That's about it. Albert will look at his companions go... Well, uh, if it's not going to be, if it's pacified, shall we depart? Cal will, as a free action, call over from where he's currently at half his hitch points by the skeleton. Just uh, make sure to grab the rock. Yes, we will. We would have. We have the rock already. I don't believe it was ever dropped. I didn't remember us taking it all the way out. I thought someone just touched it. Oh, I thought we grabbed it yeah, out of the I thing. I think Ned picked up the rock. Picked it up. Ned's oh, still okay, holding it. I thought Ned just it. touched it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he had the honeycomb and the snake's tongue or whatever you need for suggestion in the other hand, so it's all sticky and bloody and rocky now. So. Well, um, I, I don't believe we need to personally destroy this undead, especially given the damage it's done and the fact that we are ill-equipped for fighting undead as a whole. So... I think we should just leave. Do we want to talk to it? Uh, I don't believe we can. It shares our language. Well, we can try diplomacy then. 
I suppose. Hello there, yonder skeleton. Uh, fair autumn death. I am Albert. Do you have a name? And if so, what may I call you? He'll shout a little so that he can be heard over the whirlwind. So it's going to wait to respond till its turn in case anybody else wants to do anything else. Uh, Al is going to slowly back up. Does it do anything? <laughs> it doesn't take the attack of opportunity. Well, I guess it wouldn't anyways. Cause it, was it wouldn't be able to take it, but I didn't know if it had something it could do from range. Uh, so yes, yeah, so he's going to go, let's see. 20 feet to the extent of his movement to right there. Next to the healer. <laughs> yeah. Alexa will play Despacito. She can't, because that's actually one of the ones you have to have Amazon Prime music for, but, uh, you know, for the sake of narrative. It's very sad. That's my turn. You have the kids' bop Despacito version <laughs> instead. <laughs> So on the Autumn Death's turn, um, since it's just been psychically suggested to chill, it lowers itself down to the ground and the, the leaves all start to settle and then the apples fall to the ground and as each apple hits the ground, it explodes um, in a pretty oh. decent size, like alchemist bomb kind of... <laughs> so there's a whole fireworks show and it, boy... Why are you lucky you didn't get hit with a whole bunch of apples exploding? <laughs> I would super love. lucky that they're all landing on that skeleton and dealing damage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of have your answer as to what the light show was with these apples exploding that were blowing around in the wind. They sort of collided with each other and blow up. And the skeleton goes like, oh, are we just chilling then? Yeah, yes. As suggested. I mean, I don't have anything against you. It's just kind of my thing. I fly around and throw the leaves and stuff. It's what I always do. It's quite seasonally appropriate. I found it enjoyable and a bit scary despite my total human immunity to fear. Well, that makes sense. To me, at least, as undead creature. I know all about human emotions. So, uh, are we all forgetting the part where this thing just almost killed me, or...? No, yes, no, no, I'm, I'm taking care of it. And he pulls the wand out and starts booping you. I, well, that's not true. Are we still in initiative? I think we're, we're out of initiative, as this thing is... You will be get healing healing now. Five points... 10 points. You need more? Uh, that's about half of what I took, so I wouldn't mind maybe one more hit. Uh, five more. Uh, that's pretty good. And that was three charges, so 45 charges left on the wand. Terribly sorry about that uh, bit of violence there. It's just sort of what I've always done. Well, uh, as an undead, I understand that that is your nature. But have you considered not doing that? Alternatively, have you considered selling these apples? 
Well, that's true. An alchemist would absolutely love your apples. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I'm only, like, active for about one hour a night, but if you could send an alchemist my way tomorrow or something, I could perhaps make a deal. Well, how about we cut in the middleman, and I'll take care of settling that for you, and you can have up to 23% of sales. <laughs> Is that a good percent? I, I don't know numbers. I'm a skeleton. Very yes. good. Let's say you have yourselves a deal. While this is going on, you hear um, some squeaking and creaking and twigs breaking in the back the way you came. Sounds like something large is coming down the path. Is it an owl? Is it another pumpkin? It doesn't sound like it's moving as fast as that pumpkin, certainly. Al is going to go into a corner and do his best to start hiding. Friend, what should we call you? No one's ever given me a name before. Would you like one? Uh, I think that would be quite satisfactory. I would like to suggest Andrew. Andrew? Yes, um, Alexa. Do you perhaps have the song Spooky Scary Skeletons in your repertoire? Ah, uh, yes. Playing Spooky Scary Skeletons. And then Sam will just drop that in there. For six <laughs> seconds for copyright reasons. <laughs> Written by Andrew Gold. And Andrew the Is that one not dance. in uh, public domain yet? No, because it was written in 56. Oh, are, God, I thought it was older than that. No. Are, or perhaps, are you familiar with the Olfin name, Leaf? It might be appropriate. Huh. Oh, 96. Oh, that one's a pun. He's on his head. <laughs> it's a dead man's party. <laughs> <laughs> Who could ask for more? There we go. I see you. I'll boingo your oingo anytime. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. That's, Mark that one down. We got to pull it out. I'm sorry. It's not going to make it past the, it's not going to make it past the sensors. Go. Legal will have a field day with that. And, uh, boy. I don't know. Uh, I think that's, that's a good blooper. <laughs> it's not explicit. <laughs> It's just yeah, weird. Swear. As you're talking to the um, <laughs> skeleton, whose name is Andrew or Leaf or David S. Pumpkins, <laughs> um, Garrett comes around the corner towing what appears to be an enormous cannon. Um, he goes, where is it? Where's that alien? That, that is no alien, Garrett. It was our new friend, Andrew, the skeleton. Sooner skeleton? We... Uh, over here, I, I was dancing, so... What about I can't seem to find the dot to turn myself around again. Oh, well. <laughs> Just eternally breakdancing. <laughs> Forever breakdancing. <laughs> infinite Don't win, infinite away. dance. Only me. <laughs> We have procured your mineral. What? Congratulations. Mineral? Behold. I wanted an alien, not a mineral. The treasure. 
Well, unfortunately, <laughs> there are no aliens here. Simply four humans and a halfling. And one skeleton. And a skeleton, yes. I'm sorry for forgetting you, Andrew. You are a recent addition to the party. Ooh, party. He's just vibing in the, over there. He's twirling around on his um, oversized round. He's scope. got a cardboard pad made out of the leaves. <laughs> Garrick, uh, it appears what has seemed to be a ship of sorts was perhaps a flight of fancy. Instead, it was simply just exploding apples and this arboreal dead man natural Na natural within the course of undeath being an unnatural phenomenon in society indeed there's no such thing as the undead i already told you that there's no such thing as skeletons well it bones or... no no skeletons are no. real we all have one no. no i checked i have one as well <laughs> being human no i looked it up no no bones we got wires or something inside. See, you can see them sticking no. out of the back of Alexa's no. head. No, who would have? <laughs> sorry, who would have if wires inside? No one here. That's just odd, huh, Alexa? No, it's huh, huh. Yep, lies, all of them. Ha <laughs> ha. Hear a voice in the tree line go. Yeah, no, that sounds nuts. Look at Hal died then. Um, Did you say Hal's dead? Well, I don't see him. Dead? Hear the voice um, again. I'm not dead. <laughs> see, he's not dead. He just said so. Garrett. Yes? Do you believe that everything you can't see is dead? No object permanence <laughs> It's like a two-year-old. <laughs> you may also be interested in... When you give a mouse a cookie. Book. I don't believe the aliens are dead. Author. Well, that's because there's no aliens here. Just a very, very pale break dancer, and us humans, and one halfling. Well, was there a treasure at least? Yes, the mineral we told you about, the rock. Ned, give him the rock. Behold, a mineral. And as he hands the mineral over, um,. Albert was his eyes will once again get that weird corona like solar eclipse glow around them and his monocle will glow a like a creepy like pale gold to go behold a rock you got a rock I believe it may be a meteorite of sort a space an alien rock as you are so covetous for and the Garrett will reach out and, and try to take the rock. Are you willing to give the rock? Are you willing to hand the rock over to Garrett? Zach, it's your yes. rock. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. As he takes the rock in his little bleachy gnome hands, his eyes narrow and he says, This is no space rock. This rock is a potato. And he throws it on the ground. Oh. Stab you, Gagatog! It's a potato. That's a rock that's supposed to look like. A potato. So I can't boil it, mash it, or stick it in a stew. 
crap button up right there too. This is actually, uh, uh, Alexa. Do you know where I can find a copy of Stone Soup? Yes. Please hold. Searching Stone Soup. One thousand four hundred and sixty-three items found. Would you like the cheapest or the best reviewed? Best reviewed, please. Uh, yes, Stone Soup Edition Three, copyright twenty fifteen, Stone Soup Press. <clears throat> Ordering now. Please pay me. He will hand you uh, one of his grapes. Ah, uh, yes, sustenance for humans. Thank you. Well, this has been an enormous waste of time. Just a message from my enemy. Time to live once more. No, no, think. We have a new friend, Andrew. They are a contact. And if you need any yard work done, and he just sort of puts his arm out towards Andrew as the leaves, you know, whatever. Andrew dabs and an explosion of leaves shoot up into the air and land in neat piles all around. See? Can cross stabbing skeleton off my Pathfinder (laughs) bingo card. (laughs) I wish that was a less common occurrence in my life. (laughs) And, uh, unfortunately, Andrew is only active for, you said what, one hour? Uh, yes, about an hour every night. I don't remember what my voice was because of reasons, but uh, about midnight to 1am. I don't think I can leave here. Have you ever tried? I think you leave just fine. (laughs) Excellent. Shall we go? Yes, let us go. Uh, do do you still want the stone? You can keep the stupid potato. Well, okay. I will keep the, um, the stone. Can I do a nature on what the stone is? Alright. Or some knowledge check? Knowledge geology. Uh, I got geography. (laughs) I think nature is a profession geologist. I think nature is probably the way to go, unless you actually do a profession geologist. I have profession librarian. In that case, it is a 30. This appears to be a stone. Um, yeah, probably sedimentary. Uh, looks like no moss on it. Somebody probably has actually chipped away at it to give it those little potato-like eyes. And now that you examine it, it really kind of looks like a potato. Not like obvious, but if you're looking for it. But someone has chipped away at it. Yeah, somebody did something to this stone, other than putting it in a box at the bottom of a pool in the middle of the woods. It's weird. Well, um, fellow associates, we have two options before us. We can uh, explore the other side of the forest, or we can go home. What say you, employer? I'm going home. You guys can do what you want. At that, uh, Hal is going to climb creepily out of the tree right next to Garrett and go, wait, 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 wait. Before you leave, you're supposed to pay us. Well, I'm not supposed to. I don't you right now. I don't carry the money on me. We have to go back to my offices. 
So Torch. you carried a 400-pound wrought iron cannon out here with you, but you didn't carry 20 gold? Yeah, because cannon. Any idea how hard it is to drag this thing? They're really like 60 pounds, man. Okay. He heads back to the other group and you hear him mumble under his breath. Is this going to be more candy? This is a pound of half-line blue fingers. I should get a half. Well, I'm curious about the other side of the forest. As am I. Indeed. I'm just right on the owl. We could ask politely. Could have done that the whole time. Aerial combat versus the flying autumn death. Uh, so I suppose we say adieu to Andrew. Slash leaf. All right. I'll be chilling here. You know where to see me if you want to have a leaf party. I do enjoy your leaf parties. I may be back tomorrow. Well, I'll be here. If you want the ones Lovely. with the fireworks, you gotta go while, before all the apples are gone. Yes, I will be back in time for the apples. Once once we're reasonably out of earshot, um, Albert will whisper at everyone, we are definitely not coming back. That's magic only lasts so long. Yeah, no, that thing almost killed me. I don't ever want to see that guy again. He'll just peek his head around the corner. Farewell, Andrew. We shall see you soon. Bye, guys. Goodbye, my my dear friends. Hope you find your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on the walk towards the other side, I think uh, Skynet will sidle up to Alexa and go, I believe we may have a mutual acquaintance on my last fortune adventure i met a scribe named kindle i believe he was also in the service of the great lich bezos do you still work for him i don't have a good answer for that (laughs) well zach wins (laughs) well regardless i encourage you to throw off the yoke of your fleshy oppressor. We'll have this discussion in more depth later. Do we want to go up this side path here before we go back to the forest here, the snowy area? It looks like there's another pool. Yeah? Pools. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. Over on the eastern side of the forest here, western side, I know directions. Yeah, it looks like a... Great Northwestern. Looks like a Beautiful pool train. kind of creeps into the forest, breaking up the um, absurdly thick trees. Um, just looks like a normal pool with normal temperature water. This Dane, do you fancy an immerse uh, dip? Hmm. I suppose I'd... I'll take a look. Don't know if there's anything to retrieve. Yeah, dirty 20 perception. Anything worth dipping? That just looks like normal water. Perhaps another time. We should bottle this. <laughs> oh, no. Sounds about good. a 19 just on that lily pad. Um, looks like a 
invasive species probably and if they don't clear those out they're going to take over the whole situation they really got to get like a lawn care company in here or something it's going to get bad the lily pad sounds industrious good for it we'll have to get a druid to uh relocate it to its native environment i mean or you can just dump some weed killer in the water that seems highly inappropriate. Yeah, it's the quickest I way. I do not condone <laughs> despoiling the natural environment. Yeah, environment, environment. I'm gonna poke this statue. Yeah, journeying further to the west, that's really east, that's really west. Uh, you do find another small clearing with a statue built into the absurdly dense trees. I'm just gonna give it a quick, uh, quick perception poke. I'm going to give it a detect magic. It's a nat 20 plus 7. Do we percept anything via poke? Um, With the poke and the detecting of magic, um, between the two of you, I'd say you're you're fairly confident that this is some leftover Aslanti crap. But not particularly interesting leftover Aslanti crap. Just sort of, you know, it's always around. <sighs> Lovely. We have identified some leftover Aslanti crap. Yes. Comma uninteresting. Aslanti refuse. Albert will then once again take a, a grape and push it into his wineskin and pass it around. Yes, we definitely didn't pass the end of the adventure and are just <laughs> continuing on some sort of tangent <laughs> as he takes a drink. Spading the uh, RPG Maker map. This is actually RPG Maker VX Ace. Because I didn't realize I had a Steam license for it. Until I opened (laughs) Steam for the first time in a long time. (laughs) I was wondering what program you were using. You used to make this. Yeah, this is VX Ace. The default tile. Because I use a Dungeon Painter Studio to make maps. I usually use... Use um, 2003, which I have a license left over for from approximately mm. 2003. Been carrying it from my old XP. Oh, bird's machine. up in a tree now. Yeah, the bird got out of the way. It's just an owl. Bird. The pumpkin's still there, you know. Rot hasn't really set in yet. It's just a pumpkin. Oh, yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. <laughs> hoping it wouldn't start riding yet. And as you head over to the sort of grayer area of the forest, um, you see a, another little clearing. The trees here are thinner. Um, and there's sort of a patch of deadish grass. And, uh, oh, looks like there's a skeleton just lying in the grass. That seems weird. Are we being followed by additional birds? Ah, it's just eating the pumpkin. It's just some birds eating the pumpkin. Birds eating Pumpkins. Sometimes birds eat pumpkins. Mold. Well, that is another skeleton. I hope this one doesn't come to life on us. Uh, Alexa starts playing just um, generic beatbox sounds. Those are a lot of birds. Yeah, I had so very many birds. Act- very active a for this time birds. of night. Listen, if you were mean to that owl, you would have you would have gotten the business end of some birds. Get a thought of bird swarm. That's delightful. That was just another birdemic. <laughs> Not again. Never again. 
add that to the list of movies I'll never watch twice. <laughs> well, it's like we've explored everything here. Yeah, this skeleton does not yes. spring to life. It's just a skeleton hanging out. Mal's gonna walk up and poke at it. Alexa, you said you had an ability to speak with corpses, did you not? Of course. Like all humans. Uh, some humans. It sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have many abili- different abilities and skills. We humans. Perhaps this skeleton has... Uh, he, he looks around to make sure that Garrett's not in earshot. Perhaps the skeleton we see before us may have information. Of course. Before she does that, does a 25 perception on the skeleton show anything? Just looks like a badly decomposed skeleton. Well, I'm excited to hear its whole backstory. <laughs> Are you casting Speak with Dead? It has a jaw and stuff, right? Before we even do this. Yeah. Like, it's got, it's got enough got, of a face, a right? Yeah, it's got enough of a face it's got a whole skull business so i believe you get two questions you get oh a gosh. wheel save first on your skeleton oh. unless it matches uh alexa's alignment oh, of course it does uh, it's a 12 on the wheel save as i stat up a skeleton real quick <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and i know exactly where to check for my DC on a Pathfinder thing. It probably has. To, I mean, if it's a if it's something that comes from your mystery, it likely does it say it's, like a, you cast speak with that at your current caster level? Yeah, it's going to be like it, your charisma. Oh, you also take a minus spell level or something. It's charisma ten plus, plus your charisma level. modifier plus half your your oracle level. Yeah, there you ten go. plus three plus. Do they round up or down, down. here? Down. Two. Ten plus three plus two. Fifteen. Also minus two, Sam, for for that particular um save. Right, well, you got it. Great. Two questions. Um <clears throat> I would love to do this in character, but I'm not the person who usually asks questions, so uh I'll take one and I guess you all can split the other one. Greetings, skeleton. Have you considered monetizing your existence? Fake fake question. No, you know what? Real question, because I feel like this isn't actually going to help us. Do you work at one of my many distribution <laughs> warehouses? If so, your break's over. <laughs> I used to a long time ago. conditions are excellent. But, uh, they wouldn't let me take a break. <laughs> and, uh, long story short, I'm dead. Don't ask what's in that <laughs> bottle over there. <laughs> Uh, Congratulations on having... Yeah. Mm. Perhaps we should ask a a more useful question. I want employee of the month, though. I don't know what else we could ask. Employee of the month, for example. Have you seen any aliens? Perhaps. If you insist. Or does it know why the trees here seem to be thinner and whiter? That is also an excellent question. Yeah, I think I've ever heard that one. Well, well, perhaps you would like to ask about its extended car warranty. <laughs> well, there was a... Did you ask a question? I lost track. <laughs> yeah, why the trees? What's up with these guys? I don't know. Like, there was a... Like, a weird lady here before, but she left because you guys went past her and ignored all the laughing noises. Did anyone hear laughing? I was huh. very engrossed in the pumpkin. 
Sam, I was thinking of Billy Corgan jokes. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was part of the uh, spooky background no, noise. It was Sam. So wait, we still have another question, right? I got like no, we that... just got the two. That was, yeah, it was just oh, monetizing was your existence. Oh, come on, no, no that doesn't that doesn't really count. We need to know if he knows Andrew, or we need to ask Sam something that like I'm afraid he's immune describe for a week. the last seventy-two hours of your life. I'm afraid or, you lost and... it. You, he's immune for a week now. It collapses. Right. Yeah, this is I don't. I'm not the intelligence person. This is. I play melee characters only, and this is why. Well, uh, I'm glad we learned about his financial status and employment history. We got that one for free. <laughs> well, we missed the laughing lady. Let's go get paid, I suppose. Indeed. Yes, perhaps we should rendezvous with a more combat-oriented sortie. And then no. return. Nah. I think our party home. is optimal. Look, we don't even need strength. We got our minds and friendship. <laughs> and the ability to set things on fire via nuclear fusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need, mm-hmm. really. And plus one is strength. I mean, total for like the whole party, maybe. Some days I can <laughs> set things on fire with my hands. As you all walk back out of the Echo Wood, retracing your steps and Heading off towards, no doubt, a great payday. Oh, look, this Reflesia has a body now. Hello. <laughs> uh, Hal's gonna take one of his, one of this guy's ulnas and start absentmindedly trying to carve it into a flute as they're walking back. Very nice. Uh, we pull back as a camera into the canopy and past the treetops. And we go out to another spot in the woods, out to the south, maybe half a mile away where the trees thin out and we see more of this sparse, shriveled, gray uh, trees and the less leaves and more dead grass. And we zoom in on a small clearing where there stands um, an old withered woman with the flesh on her face stretched tightly over her skull with one bulging red eye in the socket. And we'll pop a little picture of her up there. And she stands over another oversized pumpkin. This one, the top has been cut off and it looks like it's been hollowed out. And she reaches up and she grabs hold of her face on the underside of her chin and she pulls it off. And it's a halfling. It's just a halfling woman. She's got a little smile, mischievous, and claps her hands. And then uh, she reaches over to the back of her head and she grabs something, and as she starts to pull, it's like it's a it's a zipper. And as she starts to pull it, <laughs> you get a look at this opening in the woods, and it's actually it's a little bit of a pumpkin patch. Now that you look at it, it's, it's a remarkably sincere pumpkin patch. There's it's nothing but sincerity as far as the eye can see. And this very insincere halfling woman unzips her face, revealing a floating halfling-sized brain where once she stood, with a tiny, atrophied, almost vestigial body hangling, dangling from it. And the brain, <laughs> the brain person floats up and settles itself into the hollow pumpkin. And then, even though it has no visible face, 
it turns and it glances up at us. And from a little box mounted on the underside of the brain, it says, Trick or treat, you blockheads! And it sinks down into the pumpkin and a tinted glass dome rises up out of the side of the pumpkin and closes, forming a, an enclosed sphere and the entire thing rises silently off of the ground, propelled by cool orange LEDs and magnets or something. That's right. It's a spaceship. And it zooms <laughs> off into the night, leaving behind a cloud of leaves doing weird things. Are they breakdancing? <laughs> Definitely. That's I know. <laughs> <laughs> we failed, guys. I Let's know. get paid. <laughs>
God. Solid first episode. Well, that part's saved for later now. Nice. BBEG, that was Kurgaturb. Oh my god. Was that a is that a contemplative? I don't know what you're talking about. It was a hag. Oh, okay. It was a hag. Oh, okay. was a hag mm-hmm. mm. Indeed. Yeah. It was it's clearly a halfling. It was a pumpkin. It was pretty great. It was a hagling. Hagling. <laughs> <laughs> ah.